Emerging writers, welcome. We're so glad to have you guys join us again as we continue talking about video games. My name is Stephanie, and uh, I'm actually just joined by my husband, Michael. By my name is Michael. Mm-hmm. We uh we kicked Jordan and Brandon out because we don't like them anymore. Um, and actually, what happened is we lost the recording that we did for this week. So we are one day before it's supposed to go up and we're kind of scrambling to do a recording and only Michael and I had time. So hi, welcome. And um, Jordan kicked Jordan out. <laughs> Jordan kicked Jordan out. To deal Jordan with out. groceries. Yeah, she had mom adult things to do. You're going to say mom duties. <laughs> mom duties. She had mom duties. I mean, that's also true though. So there's that. As the title might suggest, we'll be talking about Persona 5 with probably some spoilers for Persona 5 Royal as well in there since we just finished playing that. And by we, I mean Michael. And then I also watched sometimes. Yeah, but you mainly watched the first time I played through Persona 5. So there's quite a bit of differences, but almost all of it takes place at the very end. So you saw most of the things that were different. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I watched most of the ending of that as well. And it was super weird, but not not in a bad way, all of it. And then not really in a way that's different than the original anyways. Since yeah, it still follows the same all, idea. They all turn really, really weird. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a good place to start when talking about any of the five Persona games is to kind of go over Carl Jung because he was a really big influence for the key concepts of the game. Carl Jung was a psychologist during psychology's early years. He was one of the founders of the psychoanalytic theory. And shadow demon magic, and, and as we all know. And shadow demon magic. Um, so he was a personality psychologist, and he posed three major sections of the human conscious. The ego, the personal unconscious, and the collective unconscious. So he was kind of at odds with uh, Freud. People know about Freud. If you've taken literally any psychology class ever, you've heard about Freud. But he hated him. So I'm all about Carl Jung. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear somebody talking uh, talking good s, you're going to want to listen to anything Carl Jung has to say about Freud. Even when he wants to credit him for something, it starts out with like a, at least an indirect dig at him. Of like, <laughs> well, he, he ha- hypothesized incorrectly, of course. And then he'll go into like whatever he was explaining. <laughs> it's always It's always from a negative standpoint. And then he'll try to say like, but I worked with him and he was a good guy. It was like that kind of like classic old gentleman <laughs> demeanor of talking nothing but absolute crap about somebody for a long time. And then somebody's like, but Greg's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that sort of stuff. So um, these three different, I guess, divisions of your human psyche work together to build your personality, according to him, and thus your identity and has a significant impact on your actions and decisions and just how you present yourself and stuff like that. So some of the more important ideas from him that really play a major role in the Persona games are the personal unconscious, the collective unconscious, the shadow, the persona, and the self. So the personal unconscious, according to Carl Jung, 
are the memories and experiences that are buried into the subconscious of the individual that they aren't actively aware of or remember. Um, the collective unconscious is all of the unconscious ideas, behaviors, concepts, etc. that are shared by races through genetics. It's kind of like a evolutionary stuff that's built into our brains, I guess. Yeah, that's what I understood it to be. I only really read a tiny bit about it because I accidentally started listening to something where he was talking about like his view on what people's dreams are and whether or not they're important. Mm -hmm. And I wasted my free audiobook on that from Audible <laughs> instead of something that was really pertinent to this. But uh, from a small Wikipedia article, <laughs> as far as I could tell, it was basically the most shortened, condensed version of it that I could summarize would be that it's basically what he thinks like where your instincts come from and mm -hmm. yeah and like some like and archetypes yeah character archetypes yeah so the shadow is your source of creativity and um like primal destructive energies more animalistic more survival older evolutionary things i guess not necessarily anything I don't know. Yeah, just sort of the the more early on survival predispositions, I guess. It's kind of what that's supposed to be. So the persona is a mask. So it's the outward face that we present to the world or to other people. They change depending on the circumstances, like what sort of things you want to show people. We change our masks a lot to like conform to certain situations, I guess. Or to deal with adversity or yeah, whatever you, whatever people aren't just naturally equipped for. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is the self, your true person, I guess. Um, if you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, finding your self would be the equivalent of self-actualization. So it's like the highest level of personal understanding or spiritual or mental ascension, I guess. Basically, it's what everyone should achieve for. The top of the pyramid, the only part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs that I remember. <laughs> well, there's like, you know, food needs. Maslow's hierarchy of food needs. So all of these concepts play some sort of role in the Persona games. Um, they might be presented slightly differently or there might be more emphasis on one aspect as opposed to another game, that sort of thing. Persona 4 presents shadows, um, I would say, a little bit more strongly and in a slightly different way than Persona 5 does. I think uh, for the most part, they all kind of take the concept and then don't really change the idea at all. They'll just have a physical manifestation of it. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it's just like Ronnie and I talked about with you before. It's like plagiarism. <laughs> they just took his work and they're like, uh, what's a Persona? He says it's a mask. All right, so well, they'll wear a mask. Right. Then, <laughs> as literal as you can. Yeah. The, it'll be like a almost word for word translation. And then they'll, uh, again, it'll just be like a physical, tangible thing for it instead of right. it being an idea. Right. Yeah. So to give, not to give more background information before we actually start talking about things, kind of a brief overview summary of Persona 5 specifically. Your main character is expelled from school after getting in an altercation with a stranger who was assaulting a woman. And then uh, because the guy that was assaulting the woman had, like, flout, I guess, he was able to charge you with assault. 
So you get expelled and you get sent to live with a guy named Sojuro, who I guess owed your family a favor or something. Must yeah, have, they really do don't... not explain it very well <laughs> yeah. in the game. He says, uh, look, I owed somebody in your family a favor. I, I think he mentions who in your family. I think says something like uncle or I don't, I don't really remember. It's because not important. it's not a super important part. And they never readdress it later and they never bring it back up. Your character doesn't care beyond that explanation. So he never asks about it again. Sojo never brings it up again, and nobody ever asks that meets you. So, so it's not it important. It kind of gets dropped right away. You go to a new school. Yeah. You're starting a new you life. Just deal with trying your new to life. not look like a punk. So you wear glasses. Um, so on your first day of school, when you're walking there, you run into a kid named Ryuji, and um, you kind of end up showing up to school together, except school isn't a school. It's now a castle for some reason. So you guys, you know, waltz in, because what else are you going to do, you know? Because they figure there's no way. Ryuji's certain, like, he walks to school every day, you know? So he's certain that you guys took all the right turns. You guys are literally at the school right now. And they even read the sign, and it says Shujin Academy on the sign. So it's the school. So they go in to go see, like, okay, what's going on with the school? And that's when they find out that, uh, what is it, a sports coach? Yeah, the he's the PE teacher, and then he's also the basketball coach and the volleyball coach. and then was heading up the track team when Ryuji was on the track team. But I don't know if they just don't have a track team anymore. Again, another thing that since since it's I not I think they have a track team. They like Well it's like if if you finish if you finish the character arc to Ryuji, then they bring the track team back together. But I don't know oh, okay. they're not super clear about it. Gotcha. Because it's not the It's not important. It's not the main story, so they're just kinda just like your family details just the kinda, important kinda put on thing the back is... burner. That that teacher is an asshole and is abusing the students that he's coaching and potentially trying to elicit sexual favors from some of the girls. Um, they could leave that a little ambiguous, I guess. Yeah, for a little bit. They kind of they they eventually outright say it, but they like dance around it for some reason at the beginning, like to like while they're trying to make you hate him. For some reason, they're kind of making that like. An maybe iffy he thing just like beats oh, them up. Maybe he only hits them. Only. And then later they're like, it, there was sexual assault too. All right, I missed that part. Anyway, so your character um, finds himself in a position where he needs to decide if he's going to step in during another scene where like there's something going wrong and he can step in and help and he has to decide if he's going to. Yeah, so similar to the beginning where he's standing up for the woman uh, when... When they come into the school and they're trying to figure out what's going on, they get captured by guards, and then him and Ryuji get thrown into a prison cell. And then in the prison cell, that's when you find out everything bad about Kamashita because his shadow comes over to see who they caught, and he knows who Ryuji is, so he's like, "Ah, uh, you piece of crap," or whatever. You know, he just hates him. Also, so yeah, yeah. So then you get a lot of a lot of uh, Ryuji and Kamashita's story out of the way there. And then Kamashido is going to kill him. And your character is sitting there watching and you're going to be executed next. So your character is put in the same situation that he was at the beginning in terms of he can either sit there and watch something happen that he is obviously going to be deeming an injustice. I mean, I think while um, Kamashida is distracted with Ryuji, he could leave. I think the door is open. Ryuji told him to run, but I mean, the guards were there. so. But I mean, essentially, he had the, guards were he had the options the of like step in and do something or don't put yourself in that position and just leave. And that's when we're introduced to our first persona, 
where our character, who you can name, so eventually he gets called Joker. So we're just gonna have to refer him to yeah. that because it's Joker's the only real his name. Nickname for when they're in you, the metaverse. <laughs> they call him you in real life. Or that guy. That guy, yeah. So that's where we're introduced to his persona, and we find out that he has a rebellious spirit, and that's who he is as a person. So he ends up ripping off his mask of like I don't know what the person that yeah the person that society expects him to be, which is someone who doesn't get involved, doesn't um, step forward and say no to injustices. I guess. So he rips that off, and it's bloody and gory and all cool and psycho looking, you know. And then, and then he gets his cool guy outfit, and his mask is back. But this time, it's his persona mask. I think they weren't thinking that part through necessarily with keeping the outfit in line with the lore. But whatever, you know, it looks cool. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have at least, like, them have a different mask to rip off than what they eventually end up wearing. Yeah, because it's the same thing. They definitely designed it to have masks to look cool, and then also because later on they're, like, keeping their identity a secret or whatever, you know, that anonymity thing. But it's the they rip off their, like, normal person not their happy selves mask and then it's the same one they wear while they're in the like metaverse stuff yeah some of the battle dialogue is kind of supposed to like back up some of the ideas behind the ties of of their personas and then the the idea of like the Jungian idea of persona but then they even in that context they kind of obviously take their own liberties with it because it's just oh, yeah. it's their fictional story not like a, a piece of Carl Jung's work mm-hmm but the idea of the the persona was just like a mask that they wear in the face of adversity. And then in Persona, the game, uh-huh. the persona is an actual shadow itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then in order for the, the person to have power over their persona, they need to accept that part of themselves mm-hmm. or at least come to terms with that part of themselves. And if they deny it, then, then the shadow gets to be separated from them. And then that's where a lot of all the other shadows come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that first palace is where they meet Morgana, the magic talking cat, who's their spirit guide, I guess. And that's kind of where you get your info dump and find out that the palaces are their unconscious, their personal unconscious thoughts, basically. And Persona, it's when, like, they have a, a particular idea that gets kind of misconstrued. What is it? Distorted? Yeah, I was going to say the way, distorted that, the way desire that is how they says is that it's... It's one's distorted desires manifested into reality. So I don't know if any of the other games have this, but Persona 5 has um, the collective unconscious that they show as mementos. And that's where society as a, a whole has, uh, I don't know, like their their strongest unconscious thoughts and desires as a whole have kind of come together into this one physical manifestation, which is different than what the collective unconscious is in uh, Jungian ideas. But I think it's a more interesting take on it for a video game perspective, for a storytelling perspective. Yes. I don't know what to add to that. It's just... uh... I think it makes sense that they made the change that they did if they were really set on using the idea as a whole. Or like, I can see how you could read the word collective unconscious and be like, oh, I have an idea for that. That you would actually make it an actual thing. Yeah. And then making it something that you can physically go to and visit. Well, I mean, like, the interpretation of what it even is. Because in Jungian psychology, the collective unconscious is just, like, your evolutionarily provided information, basically. 
And this, it's the strong desires and thoughts, unconscious it's thoughts people's of actual unconscious people. thoughts. Yes, it's like it's literally what it's, it says. It's like when the, you have really strong emotions, and for some reason, they just actually create a thing, which yeah. is which you know. is a thing that happens in stories for some reason. It's like uh, what is it? Is a ESP? That, it's a concept that Carl Jung does talk about a lot, though. Is that like? Uh, that people struggle with the idea of of not having like a physical tangible thing for things like if mm. you if you don't have an explanation that makes sense then people just like get rid of it and they don't care about it or they won't try to learn it mm. and that also the idea of magic is just kind of like also innately just built into people and that's why everyone comes up with like stupid phrases like the the whole like open sesame thing is that as soon as people reach a point where there is no logical way to move past something then their instinct is that well let's try magic now any known logical way yeah because there's always the potential of i just don't have enough information to understand which a lot of people don't like that idea and just sort of throw it away but then when the doors don't open you have to use magic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's right have you heard the story that that phrase comes from that one in particular no yeah oh okay it's an arabian story well, I figured since I've heard it in Aladdin, but that's pretty much my only. Yeah, there were a lot of references in Aladdin, though, <laughs> that had nothing to do with the original folk tale. Yeah, but I was right, so it was pretty close. So they did good. I guess. So anyway, this the story itself just sort of follows that same basic rinse and repeat. They go to a different palace with a different corrupted person, um, and they have to steal their most precious treasure to change their hearts and then make them remorseful of whatever they were doing that was wrong and corrupt. And then they do that until the end of the game. And I would say that the the main point of the story, I would argue, is to discover yourself. Like the Carl Jung self, that self-actualization. Like that's the the journey that your character is set to go on and the reason why he's given the power that he is in order to fulfill the role in the story. And that by the end, if you have maxed out your relationships with all of your friends and confidants and stuff um, and collected the like tarot cards, the uh, arcana or whatever, that that's him like discovering his true self and becoming a more rounded person or whatever. Yeah, the whole the whole concept of the game is is your character working on himself and then uh not just coming to terms with reality as it's presented to him, but overcoming that and then uh striving for his own justice and like trying to reform the world how he thinks. I don't know. I don't want to say how he thinks it should be because it's not really not necessarily that, but like I mean, it kind of is though cuz he gets to make a lot of calls about things yeah, that's true. that <laughs> Maybe, maybe one, what is he, 16? Maybe. Maybe, maybe one. the second year, so would that be 16, 15, 16? 16, 16, 17. 17, Yeah. Some 16, 17 year old probably shouldn't have the weight of to make (laughs) on his own shoulders that for some reason all of his friends are like, yeah, you're our leader. You're a magic cat. He's got a magic cat to back him up and teach him how the world works. So, I mean. That's true. He does have that. Who's also the best character in the game by a lot. You know, it wasn't intentional, but somehow we got through that summary, I feel like, without having any major spoilers of the story as a whole. It's kind of intentional. 
because it's really hard to talk about anything at all in detail without giving away not really the whole entire story but but one of the things that i feel like the story did really really well is use misdirection Mm. they did a good job of like they make you pay attention to something not to like entirely just to throw you off the trail but the way that they throw you off the trail is like they'll give you enough information to make something so you can you can figure out kind of what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. but what ends up happening is that what you figured out isn't actually even important so while you're busy patting yourself on the back being like i know exactly (laughs) what's going to happen and then that does happen and and then you're even more distracted by the fact that you're like and and it's not like like that it's being super predictable but there are obviously some really predictable things because Everything is just tropes being overused. Yeah, it's just tropes being used in either original or unoriginal ways. So when you're figuring it out while you're busy patting yourself on the back, exactly like any good magician, they're just like having you, you're just watching the wrong hand. And then uh, everything that you can talk about outside of that is a spoiler. There's also really good foreshadowing, I would say, for things that happen way later on that I guess if you had played earlier games, you might have been able to pick on better than we could have since uh, we started with Persona 5. (laughs) But I would recommend starting here because I think it makes this one more interesting. And then it makes earlier installments like seem worth at least at least visiting in terms of like reading what it's kind of about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that kind of all ended up being a little bit less uh, spoilery than I expected. And uh, we'll probably be re-recording our lost episode of horizon zero dawn and i that one will have just as many spoilers yeah that one had a lot of spoilers and i anticipate having a lot of spoilers again when we bring everyone back but i don't know especially i know brandon likes to spoil things so yeah he's the reason that we lost the episode he spoiled everything and he made us delete it on accident yeah he told me everything that was going to happen in final fantasy 7 he's like now you have to play it (laughs) But anyway, um, I feel like I saw most of the story. If we were to like break it down, I saw most of the story from like sitting by you while you played it, the three different times that you played I it. Say, I feel I like played, I collectively saw all of it, maybe not in order. Like how much I had played through it in the last four months. If you hadn't seen it all in order, I know you've at least seen everything in it. I saw enough of the original game to where basically every single time I sat down while you were playing this one, I was like, that's new, isn't it? To be fair, there's an insane amount of new content in this one, too. A lot of it was gameplay and a lot of it was like combat changes, but there was quite a bit of story added, too. Obviously, with two new characters being in there, Mm -hmm. there's going to be minor tweaks beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that very last whole like story arc. That was added on to Royal, which I thought it was really interesting um, as far as playing on the specific like alternate universe trope, not to get too heavy on the spoilers there. As far as that trope, it didn't play out in the way I like that trope, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was bad. <laughs> and I think it wrapped up in, in a way that didn't uh, go against the the whole, original. Ending. Yeah, the original yeah. ending. So. They, so they it, a, it adds way. to it, but it doesn't like derail it. They found a good way to to change almost the way that literally everything happens at the end, while not having to change whether or not you had closure with literally everything that you already accepted. Mm-hmm. So you get your new ending and somehow also your old ending at the same time. Yeah, it was interesting. 
I don't think I liked the the like ending cutscene as much in this one as I did with the like all maxed personas in the original game. You just drive by the beach in the old one, so I didn't really. That felt like more. I didn't miss it. That felt more like ah yes, I built relationships oh, with friends. these people as opposed to oh, all right, friends bye. <laughs> but when you're leaving, you had to go back home. Yeah, I guess I just I'm just saying I liked the original one better. Let me have this. That might be an important detail, actually, to have if if this is going to be a game that anyone's interested in playing. Uh, everything unfolds over the course of like a school year, mm-hmm. and everything that you do has to fit in that time. So if if you're trying to hang out with your friends or whatever, go battle or whatever, you need to be thinking about the fact that you only have a year to do everything. They don't make doing. it too difficult though, because they give you designated time yeah. to like. All right, go build up your relationships with people. And then when you're in the dungeons, as it were, because it's kind of a dungeon crawler, whenever you're in those places, time isn't passing. So you can sit in there and grind as much as you want. You can, but since that gets boring, like the, the way the game tries to encourage you to play is to not do that. But the way but that you can. But the way that I played was to just beat the dungeon in one sitting, in one go, one day, and then just leave it alone forever. The game doesn't want you to do that because it understands that that's not actually fun. <laughs> so it encourages you to be able to leave and come back and then kind of finish at your own pace. And it gives you enough time to really do that and do everything. Mm-hmm. Especially with Royal, it gives you like two extra months that you didn't have before in the other one. Yeah. It gives you two it's... extra months to romance all of the girls yeah. so that they can uh, beat you up on Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's the only spoiler. That's the only definitive spoiler we're going to give you guys. And it's worth it. Play it. Play it. What's it about? <laughs> so that's going to pretty much do it for this week, guys. Um, <laughs> we're going to try and bring Brandon and Jordan back so we can redo that Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm sure it'll be just as interesting for you guys as all of our others. And if you haven't played the game yet, then uh, I guess don't listen. Or if you don't think you'll ever play the game, just enjoy the sounds of our voices in chaos because it'll be chaos again. If you have played Persona, let us know what you thought of it. Um, If you are a psychology nerd like me, tell me all of the things that you noticed in it about references to Carl Jung that I missed. Um, Hit us up on our Twitter, our Facebook. We also have a Tumblr. And if you're interested in joining our Discord, again, just hit us up on those other places and we can get you added. But otherwise, we will see you guys next week with the big crowd again. Catch you later, gamers.